Welcome back to the Culture Project Podcast today. It's me, Lorraine, and... Hi, guys. I'm Kat. And we've also actually got a surprise speaker for you guys. Welcome, Bridget Spinks. Hi, Bridget. Hi, Catherine and Lorraine. It's really good to have you here today. It's really good. We just had lunch at a Chinese place, just chiming up with Bridget, and she, yeah, telling us all about herself, and it's just really, it's a really, it's a great blessing to have you here today with us. Uh, I'm so happy to be invited to be part of the work of the Culture Project. Thank you. And I'm very happy to share um, what I've learnt about, um, yeah, how to be a lady mm. of style and how to be the woman of God that um, I was created to be. And um, yes, God. Yeah, I think that, look, if I can be of any assistance, um then I'm happy to be. We're so grateful. It's so good to be have you here. I think I feel like a lot of the leader, like the listeners, would wouldn't know that much about you. So she's famous. Yeah. Also, no, that's true. So many people. Don't but worry. we should still do it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> tell us. Tell us about yourself. Tell us about yourself, Bridget. What What do you do? What do you um. Okay. So, firstly, I'll start off with um just sharing. Um. Ooh. Okay. So I'm 32. Believe it or not. Um, and this is significant. This is significant because <laughs> last year I was 31. Yes. Um, and that's significant for me because um, I've always been interested in the Proverbs 31 woman. And that's been my goal to become a wow. Proverbs 31 woman. And I first uh, encountered this concept about um, seven years ago, back in 2010, 2011, when I came across a poetry slam by this girl called Genetics. Yes. Have you, heard, have you heard of the Genetics' poem, I Will Wait? Ooh, I think I have, but please tell it's me It's a beautiful it. poem. So it starts with, So it seems that it was cool for everyone to be in a relationship but me. So I took matters into my own hands and ended up with him. Him who displayed the characteristics of being a liar, a cheater, an abuser, and a thief. So I took matters, yeah, and so it goes on. That's amazing. So I can really recommend that that slam, um, and that's something that I have listened to again and again and again and again. Um, and in that poem, genetics also talks about um, how she needs to wait on the Lord and and on His timing to bring that right person into her life. And then she, ought, because obviously going out with the wrong guy who she had chosen for herself caused her a great heartbreak, a cardiac arrest. Wow. She dialed 911, but it was her who was arrested for aiding and abetting for letting him in, claiming they were just friends. But oh. it had already been decided from the start that if he wasn't the one, she was going to make him the one. And so it goes on. And um, I really took this poetry to heart because it just was that um, melodic, biblical narrative that I was looking for for myself um I think as a woman we're looking for love and Mm. and um and it's so easy to be tempted to give in to the wrong kind or to be I don't know even jealous to a degree of Mm. other people um and but it's not the way and that's not the satisfactory way and um the hardest thing for a woman is to wait and to wait on the Lord. And I think that's in our biology because we are 
our bodies are preparing to give life every single month. So it's very hard to wait for the right person to come into your life. Um, so back when I came across this poetry, um, genetics, and this is significant because really this is, this has, um, helped me to become who I am today. And this has given me the foundation from which I'm going to probably write the book. Um, because the book is about learning how to integrate everything about what it means to be a woman and to pick up all those scattered pieces everywhere. Um, and the, the damage, the wreckage that original sin brought into the world. So yeah. the yeah, work... No, we, we, we heard that you were writing a book and we yeah. really want you to talk oh, yeah. about it in this podcast today. So, yeah, tell us, what's the I name will. of your book? I will, I will. So what I've told you just now is the, how I came across the poetry, how it helped me to become who I am, and the other poem that genetics ta- um, did was... Um, Status 31, which is why... That one I've heard of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is why I then was like, I'm going to be a Proverbs 31 woman. And then I studied Psalms and Wisdom at Notre Dame. And we studied the Proverbs 31 woman. And we learned about all the characteristics of who she is. Because then to be ultimately the amazing woman that the right man is looking for, the goal for me was to be a Proverbs 31 woman. So this gave me purpose in the waiting. Mm, preach it. So, <laughs> so to be a lady of style is to be a Proverbs 31 woman. Mm. So that's the name of your book, hey? No. Yeah. No. Oh, How to Be a Lady of Style. That's the one, That's yes. the one, yeah. So that's the background um, of, to me, I guess, because that's more about um, my soul and where mm. my soul is at. So, of course, like, you know, I'm a journalist I've worked in Sydney and in Western Australia and in Parramatta and in Hobart as a journalist, as a writer, Um, and, you know, all that's been amazing and I'm very thankful for all those opportunities to use the gifts and talents that God has given me. But in myself, um, I've learnt to identify as a beloved of the Lord um, on an internal level and on an external level I've learnt to develop um, ways to become integrated, um, biologically, physically, um, mentally, psychologically, aesthetically, all these, in all these different ways, socially, um, I'm a work in progress. Don't Mm. fully have it together because every day is different. Yeah. Yeah. But like that's, there is, there is a lot of work that goes into becoming an amazing woman inside and out. Um, and this is the work (laughs) that I've been, um, doing and thinking about and learning and learning from my sisters in the world, um, in different ways. And ultimately I will write it down. So it will be, you know, a product that I can give so that others can grow, um, if that's what they're looking for Mm -hmm. and become fulfilled in that. Um, because, I feel like that has been a very fulfilling mission, not that I knew it was a mission at the time, but a very fulfilling um, use of my time while I was waiting. And Mm. in this waiting period um, to meet um, my future spouse. That's so beautiful. And that's such a gift. Thank you so much for 
for sharing that. That's a, and I didn't know you could do spoken word. That's such a hidden talent that I didn't know. Journalist and spoken word, part time, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> and it's amazing. I really kind of want to just pick up on what you were saying there. Like, it's so nourishing just to hear this. And when I was first reading the outline of what where your work is taking you and um, the particular topics you want to cover in the book. It was just really apparent to me how much you had made a gift of this time of waiting and how much it can really bear so much fruit. And, uh, like, honestly, it uh, has been so, so, uh, yeah, nourishing to hear this whole story and to – because something that we work on with – I have a class of Year 9 girls that – uh, that I work with every couple of weeks on kind of femininity and sexual integrity, kind of returning to those same issues of like, how do we reveal our hearts without giving them away where they shouldn't be, you know? And then I think there's a lot to that challenge that we particularly have as women of knowing that we're a gift and then having the courage to give it exactly where it needs to go. Um, which is such a beautiful, beautiful journey. I know, and I think, I mean, that was one of the questions that I wrestled with. Um, What is my heart? What is the Mm, heart? Because it's intangible, right? Like, but it's where am I investing my heart and where am I investing my emotions Mm. and my mind and my will? So um, when I was, so I, I studied journalism at UTS. I worked in the media for a few years and then when I came back to Sydney, I was at um, a point in my career where I, I had some time to reassess and um, and I was still waiting to meet the right person. And by that stage, I thought I, thought I would be um, married by the age of 27, you know, because that was what I wanted to do, but it wasn't God's timing. And um, so one of the things that I wanted to do was study philosophy. So I did that at Notre Dame in Sydney. And um, in the course of that work, I studied philosophy of the human person and this really gave me an understanding and appreciation of what it means to be a human person and why it is so so complex and why it's such – such a mission to understand yourself and to understand others. So when you put a complex microcosm like each of you or me in the place opposite another microcosm who is of who is male and um, that microcosm operates completely different to our microcosm, um, then there's actually quite a lot going on at that encounter. You're not just sipping coffees. There's quite a lot going on. <laughs> um, and as John Paul II would say, there's actually what's called a suppositum. There's a summary of whole human experience in each of those two people sitting down at that coffee. So, yeah, how do we do this? Mm. Um, without giving our heart. So for a woman, it is like very easy to give your heart away yeah. um, because it's in our biology. We want to give life. Um, and so anyway, so this is like a philosophical problem, which I'll come back to in a second. But what I wanted to say was I started doing my uh, master's and studying philosophy of the human person. And I came across this philosopher called Dietrich von Hildebrandt. And you guys know I about love him? his wife. Uh, Alice. Alice. Oh. <laughs> book called, um, She's lovely. What's the book called? She's the privilege of the being a woman. The privilege of being a woman. Yes, yeah. no. Tell me, so tell me I what came you across, about. So I came across that book when I was a teenager. It was when <gasps> My grandma had it. Lucky you. Yeah, and she'd written her name in it. And so oh. and so that, I think, created a wonder question for me, like what what is the privilege? Mm. So I suppose 
I've been working on this book for more than seven years. Oh, my goodness. I've been like the question was planted years and years ago. Um, and then I read um, a friend of mine, Silvana, gave me a book called The Heart by Dietrich von Hildebrand. And I started reading it and exploring it. And this is when I was studying Psalms and Wisdom and Beautiful. contemplating the Proverbs 31 woman um, and, and also um, Lady Wisdom. So it's very like lady wisdom and woman is such a miracle. I mean, and, um, yeah, it's, it's really, I mean, we were created last as the crowning glory on creation, you know. So there's a lot of contemplative work to be done about what does it mean to be woman. So it's nice to have some time to step back and, like, actually talk about this. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Dietrich von Hildebrand has written this book called The Heart. So I can recommend it because what we were saying before was that it's so hard to actually talk about the heart and when it, you know, when we say to girls, like, don't give your heart away and look after it or be careful with your heart. Like, for a woman, like, what is my heart? It's like, what does that mean? Exactly. So first of all, here's a philosophical reference. But second of all, um, I think it comes down to like also knowing yourself Mm. and then when you know yourself, you can then give yourself. So your heart is, well, it's complex, but it's your likes and dislikes. It's your personal experiences. It's um, your formation. It's basically everything about who you, everything that makes you you. And I think that it's natural to want to give that because the response is, which is what we seek, which is love. Mm-hmm. But if we actually step out of that equation of need and realise actually we will always need to be loved and, you know, a man will fall short of that because we're both only human, actually the first thing is to go, and this is there's an order of charity, God, self, others, is to go to the Lord and say, um, and say like, um, Lord, you love me and I love you and you are the king, I am your daughter, therefore, and and then just in that context, you know, we know we are loved, we are loved into existence and then we know St. Catherine of Siena was um, betrothed to the Lord and, you know, so in all of that, my identity then is, as a beloved of the Lord, mm. and in that I know that I'm loved, therefore um, I'm, I'm, not, I'm no longer like needing that affirmation from others mm. at, at that base level. At that base level I know um, that I am a woman of dignity, self-respect, and what that means is then it's not possible for someone to trample on my heart because I'll say, sorry, that's not appropriate. Or yeah. sorry, I don't appreciate <laughs> sorry, it's that. my microcosm. You can't, do, yeah, you can't do that to me. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah. because, because we've got to like, because um, we are sacred. Yeah. So whenever, whenever we aren't treated right, that's a desecration, you know. Mm. And so we adorn ourselves because... We are sacred creatures. 
You know, we make ourselves look beautiful because this is the fullness of who we are and what we have to offer the world. So as women, right, we are a home within ourselves because that's our whole capability as women. It's in our biology, right? So John Dunn um, said, let me just get this poem um, because I think it's really beautiful and um, I hope that I'm not going too far all over no, the place. This is great. Yeah, I want to listen and you to could, a class to go teach me. <laughs> yeah, and you no, can, no. you should teach a class and on I this. Ho- I think all women need to hear. I hope that you can like follow you- follow where I'm going. Um, I and will I-, I will be able to wrap it all up. But but um, I heard this poem by John Donne. So I like walk around in the world and I'm very comfortable wherever I am mm. because I'm at home in myself mm. and mm. my heart is in my home. Yeah. So if I'm with yeah. others, I say, um, I would love to get to know you in my home, in my comfort zone and welcome you into my comfort zone. Wow. So it's a whole shared, it's a shared space. So, um, and in that, um, it's beautiful. So in John Dunn um, has this beautiful um, phrase and where he says, I'm just looking it up, be thine own palace or the world's thy jail. So be at home in yourself, otherwise you'll feel trapped in the world. Yeah. So there's a lot in that. Be thine own palace, ladies. Mm. Yes. I think there's so much in that because uh, <laughs> this is one of the fundamental, deeper questions that we encounter then when journeying with men and with women about their sexuality and about their identity is like, do I go to others needy, like empty, like seeking being filled, or do I go to them full, you know? Um, and, and, and having something to give. Yeah. Absolutely. And then what's the distinction between being full of, 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 of myself or, or like just being defensive and kind of going, no, 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 I'm full. I don't need you. And I can only give, but through this very tight, narrow hole between all my like boundaries or what does it mean to be an overflowing fountain of like, yeah, I can love you. And it, it's going to come freely because I actually don't desperately need you. Mm. Um, so it's just a beautiful, yeah. And like, I think that really comes, of course it comes with age and with experience and also just, yeah, with that fundamental question of like, Lord, you love me and, and, and I love you. And what does that mean? And continually asking that question. I had a question the other day at a conference at a retreat, actually sort of like someone asked me and she was actually a teacher. And she said, you know, I get this question all the time. How do you answer this? Like, what is femininity what is masculinity and it's so complex because we're thinking about it in this not a personalist world we're thinking about it kind of in this kind of materialist Mm -hmm. world where we're asked to define these ideas and concepts which refer directly to the person and what that looks like in the way they flower like even just reading your descriptions of your chapters I was like this woman has inhabited herself so fully and obviously that's a journey it's a work in progress but I was even just so educated by the way you were like describing the women that were like contributing to your chapters. You're like, this is so and so is contributing to this. Yeah. She's great. She's gifted. She's a light. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it was just so great. <laughs> and I think that, and so the two, <coughs> two points on what you've just said. So, first of all, like instead of going um, to men to be um, affirmed and loved, actually, one of the things that we can do as women is support each other mm. and encourage each other and and really um, really be um, 
like soulmates, like bosom buddies, like Anne and Diane, Anne of Green Gables and Diana Barry. Like, um, I think that Francis or St. Clair. That's right. Um, my favorite. Yeah. So, so, but like (laughs) we can really be, we can really be sisters. So I am really, um, I really, I really wish that all women could really link arms and support each other and want to see each other flourish. Um, uh, and then what else was I going to say? Um, oh yeah. And also, what did you say before? Something about, I don't remember. Hmm. Can I, can I put, put, go on something you've just said though, because this is the question. Another question we always get is about kind of how do we unite as women? And a lot of our kind of formation that we want to give to students on, on femininity in particular, I'm talking about this because this is like the realm in which I've, I've kind of built this talk and mm. journey through the year with students on this uh, is like, they're kind of like, Oh yeah, can I come back and talk to us about girl power? And I was like, no, that's not what it is. Like It's about being, um, it's about being filled within mm. and, and again, for me, it always comes back to our biology. Mm. Like we are there to offer a home to others. And this is our very great gift. Um, and if you think about your parents, your mum always wanted to have the house clean and tidy mm. before visitors came over, right? Because you're on display. And also to make it hospitable to others. I think one of our um, our virtues which comes so easily is to be hospitable. Um a big thing for me is that when someone comes over to say, would you like a cup of tea? Because that immediately says to someone, I'm giving you space in my home to share. It takes about 15 minutes to make a cup of tea and drink it when it's hot. And that's a really beautiful amount of time to share with someone, let them unload their burdens, offer them like a hug um, and have a bit of a sharing. And I think once we create those um those bonds of trust then from there really life can flourish and if if we are on the front foot then we are empowering others to be themselves fully themselves and open to life really Mm. and for a woman our mission is to be open to life to be encouraging it to be fostering it um and to really also then be open to our own life um and where and and open to the opportunities that come our way. Um, And then also we can also emit these messages to the world by the way we dress. Yeah, so there's a lot to it. There's a lot to being a lady of style. Um, But, again, it starts with um, knowing yourself or just being at peace with the reality of yourself. Yeah. I'm this tall. (laughs) I'm this size for the moment. Um. I look this way, um, this person looks that way, Mm. and I need to get this for this moment, and that's it. It doesn't have to be emotional. The first point is to get it rational and just be at peace with the reality of how the Lord has made us. And um, what I started to do at 27 when I was like, I'm not married I've accomplished everything I wanted to. I started to become at peace with, well, marriage is a gift to receive, not a prize to achieve. Mm. 
Yeah. So <laughs> the rhyming quote. You are actually a spoken word like part time. Yeah. Oh, Next time, Bridget so, thinks poetry slam. <laughs> so you know that was a real like turning point. Um, and then a few years later, I realized uh, Sylvana introduced me to this concept of being a beloved of the Lord, and she had a whole different way of being. When we met up for coffee, she was very rested in herself, and we didn't need to talk a lot. We talked about a few little things, and that was it. And I was like, this is such a refreshing way of meeting up with someone. She's not, you know, sharing her life story with me. She's not complaining about others. She's not um, telling me her problems. She's coming to the meeting, the catch-up. We're having a coffee, sitting there. We're talking about things that inspire us and the literature, and that's what we're doing. And it's such, it was such a peaceful encounter. And then she shared that she's a beloved of the Lord and she's um, tattooed beloved on her wrist. Um, and that was her identifying feature. And then so I thought, well, I want to share that and witness to that as well. So I, when I turned 30, 30? 31 I went and got a ring with a little flower and I was like this is going to tell the world that I'm a beloved of the Lord and then when the little rosebud dropped off I thought well (laughs) now this looks like a wedding ring am I less beloved (laughs) now this looks like a wedding ring what about the engagement ring yeah so then I went and I needed a watch so I went and got a swatch watch which had flowers all over it and I haven't seen it. I saw it once, and then I was like, "Well, in the in the old days, when women wore women, men would take them out, and they would wear a corsage, and that yeah. would mean that they were taken." So I was like, "Well, if I wear that, then that means I'm on a date with the Lord oh, all that's the time. So beautiful, all the time, best so, date ever, best date <laughs> ever." And then, like, and then this is also part of knowing yourself is knowing okay your likes and dislikes, and then it's about going. So for me, when I was 27, 28, 29, doing my master's, it's quite, it was quite a solitary journey, but um, it was quite hard to do the assignment. So I would walk around and um, I got some, um, when I would see like some fun shoes and they're on sale, I would like, okay, I'll get these. This is from the Lord, <laughs> um, but I won't wear them until I finish my assignment. And yes. those little gifts, those little things which I wanted, which sparked joy, were I took them to be um, gifts from the Lord, of encouragement, of love, of blessing, of being lavished with his love. And, you know, it's, it's a whole experience, really, yeah. because when we're dated and romanced, the manly man wants to honour you and bless you and look after you, and that's exactly what God wants to do with us, it's so beautiful. with our souls. It's because so, he wants yeah. us to flourish. Yeah, and it's so true. And it's sound, It's just been such a gift to hear how God's been wooing you. Yeah. And really been, like, taking you on this romantic, like, love story. And you letting him, like, you giving him the permission to do that, to let God woo you. Because he does. He wants to, like, he wants to love us. And he wants to lavish us with all these blessings and to give us all the desires of our hearts. And it's it's so beautiful to hear how he's done that for you because I know that, yeah, I know personally that's a struggle for many women these days to to uh, underestimate how God can really just mm. let like love you and how much how much he really knows you and knows your heart and knows the inner workings of your heart and understands you so well. And it's yeah, sorry, I just had to like plug in. <laughs> 
but go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, so it has been um it has been a big journey. But also it's just like a every um it's it's a day by day process and yeah, which is why um I feel I do have a lot to share because I've learnt so much and I have been supported by so many beautiful sisters and I feel like I've joined the dots mm. and I'm very comfortable and and I think that instead of just having one-to-ones with people who actually come into my day-to-day life, perhaps I could put it all down on paper and then others could take it up if they're so called um and yeah just write just write it down really for the sisterhood i can't wait for the day that your book is published what's the name of your book again i was going to call it how to be a lady of style how to be a lady of style yeah yeah um i was saying to you before like um i haven't started writing it because i don't have a publisher yet (gasps) That's so a right. call for a publishers. Because oh, I think we should pray for that. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> because so I think once I get a publisher or once the publisher comes to me, um, I think if then, ever, yeah, that will be a great gift because yeah. then I will get some advice and direction on how to frame it mm. because I don't want to start writing and then have to redraft. Yeah, no, I have definitely. a lot to say. So if someone, if I could just get some direction, um, then, yeah, I would be happy to sit down and make it happen. So, yeah. So. Super fabulous, Bridget. It's been such a joy. Thank you so much. You. I pronounce you gifted a light. Um. <laughs> and, and loved and oh. loved. And it's such a great gift to have you and to hear hear all that God's taught you about what it means to be you, especially especially as a woman and especially as a beloved daughter of God. Thank, Thank you, so you. and you ladies in turn are loved, you are beautiful, and you are needed in the world. The world needs you. So, Thank you. Thank you so much.